0: And so, we're moving on now. We're in verse 27 of chapter 5. I'm going slowly because this is one of the densest passages we've seen so far. It's all discourse of Jesus being recorded by John. And he's talking about life with the Father. Why? Because he's explaining how he has the right to cure on the Sabbath. And he did it on the Sabbath so he could do this. Many people are thrilled, but he has enemies who think he's just overstepped the mark and they won't open up to any possibility. And they want to kill him. Okay. Um, Don't be surprised at all this. An hour is coming in which all those in the tombs will hear his voice and they will come out and those who have been practicing good until the, the resurrection of life those who have been evil to the resurrection of judgment and then he moves on to the concluding verse of this section I cannot do anything by myself um, as I hear so I judge now I thought you just told me the Father gave you all the uh, power to judge. Now you're saying, you see, I don't judge for myself. Well, he says, look, this is what I mean. My judgment is just because I don't seek my will, but the will of the One who sent me. That's when he tells, when he teaches us, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's revealing his soul. The will of the Father is everything to him. He loves the Father. Well, then, he's a dutiful son. Yes, he is, but he's equal to the Father. Do you see how we can learn about love not being something that makes us less but greater? And so, he goes on. All right. Now, we're going to move on to... Uh, the next section. Uh, I'll have to wait till I find it, please. Um. Okay. This is a powerful section. We move now to a whole other section, which I think I can finish in the time we have. It's Jesus, you see, speaking about the witnesses to him. And there are four. And he says, You see, if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony cannot be verified, huh? Allah uh, says, see? But there is another who testifies on my behalf. And I know that the testimony he gives on my behalf is true. Who is that? John the Baptist. That's the first witness. You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept testimony from a human being, but I say this so that you may be saved. You all admire John the Baptist, a great prophet, actually the greatest of all the prophets in Israel. And he testified to me so I have his witness You can that can help you understand who I am I don't accept testimony I don't need it I'm God but I say this so that you may be saved he was a burning and shining lamp and for a while you were content to rejoice in his life but I have testimony greater than John's the works that the Father gave me to accomplish. These works that I perform testify in my behalf that the Father has sent me. In fact, frequently in John, Jesus says, the Father is doing his works in me. So, these are the Father's works that I am doing. And therefore, they witness to whom I am. Now you can see this, you see? How many people have raised the dead? How many people have multiplied bread? How many people have healed? How many hundreds? How many thousands? Uh, These are the works of mercy that the Father does in me, revealing, therefore, who I am. So these works, that's the second witness then. Try to remember the witnesses because then you could go back to them. So far, there's John the Baptist and the works. And then uh, the text goes on. uh, The Father gave me to accomplish. Forever the Father who sent me has testified on my behalf. This is the third witness. The Father himself has borne witness. When? Certainly to the consciences of those who are there, perhaps to the voice of At the baptism, Father himself bears witness to who I am. And there's still another one, the fourth one. You search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf. But you do not want to come to me to have life. So what are the four witnesses Jesus talks about now? There's John the Baptist, if you remember, you see? And then uh, uh, we skip one for the moment, and there's the Father and the Scriptures. And the one I skipped on purpose, the works. The Father does his works in me and reveals himself. It might be worthwhile to, to pause here for a moment to point out something that when we get to our Lord's discourse at the Last Supper, we can treat it late. You'll do greater works than I do. What does that mean? Move more mountains? Raise more dead? Something more sensational? No. You see, the works reveal my relationship to the Father. When I am risen from the dead, when I am risen from the dead, and even in my humanity, up there sharing the divinity of the Father because I'm divine the works that you do reveal me and I'm now more revealable so your works are greater that hang on to that when we get to that part at the Last Supper now um, see Jesus now continues his defense by calling witnesses as we just saw you see you can establish the truth a mathematical formula by just writing it on the board and proving it, okay? But you can't prove a reality of a human being that has to be witness. And witness is always to an act. There's a great text I was reminded of, you see? These people who refuse to believe or they're enthralled by his words but they don't want to get near him. In Ezekiel, the Lord said this to Ezekiel. For them, all these people who like to hear you preach, but they're not going to change, you see. You're only a ballad singer with a pleasant voice and a clever touch. They listen to your words, but they will not obey them. The Lord told that to Ezekiel. Occupational hazard for a prophet. Sensational, wonderful things, you see. But... um, I'm not going to change and that's the that text now um, we're going to move over here now to look at um, the next section just have to give me a minute uh, and I'll be there okay the next section is where Jesus begins to put his finger on the root of their resistance. And it's very profound. and We should all listen. Because one way or the other, we don't obey God, certainly the way Our Lady did, or even the great saints. What's wrong? Here's one of the answers, you see. Uh, the text is about doxa, glory, or renown. Uh, this translation has I do not accept human praise see uh, the text literally says doxa glory from men I don't receive but I know you that the love of God is not in you and therefore I won't accept it you see Uh, because you're not adhering to me listening to me, honoring me because you love me because you see the Father in me no, you see uh, I came in my Father's name and you don't receive me if another comes in his own name you receive him now that's true, isn't it? somebody preaching the gospel will probably get less emotional endorsement than somebody like Ezekiel singing ballads or something, you see? And our Lord is pointing that out. Uh, But you see, I came in my Father's name and you didn't receive me. If uh, somebody comes in his own name, him you receive. How can you believe when you receive doxa, honor, respect, fun, whatever, from from each other. That's your whole life. You know, go to the cocktail party and everybody, oh, there's so-and-so. Oh, then you feel great. Nothing. What about God honoring you? That's something. You see? So our Lord is saying, you guys are stuck because you can't receive real honor and now we just have to finish a little bit Uh, you see I won't um, accuse you before the Father there is one who will accuse you it's Moses Uh, he to whom in whom you place your hope if you believed Moses you might believe me because he wrote of me this is Moses This is the Old Testament. The Old Testament wrote of me. Why don't you just read it? See it. I've said this many times. The early fathers of the church argued from the Old Testament to the Sonship of Christ and His resurrection. And so did Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke in chapter 24 He argues from the Old Testament the Law, the Prophets, and the Psalms. And the final, the fruit of the resurrection for all of us is the understanding of Scripture. As Scripture opens up for us by the work of the Holy Spirit and thrills our spirit, we know that Jesus is alive. We know that He's alive. You see? And so, uh, but you see, uh, if you. uh, You don't believe the writings. Then how are you going to believe my words? You're not. You don't. And that's the end of this challenge of chapter 5. You see, you don't believe me. Because belief is a form of obedience. It's a form of relinquishing, of surrendering yourself and saying, I believe you, I trust you, I give my life to you. And there is Jesus, risen from the dead, standing there. Not these fellows yet for resurrection, but with us. He's standing there. He's knocking at the door. If anybody opens the door, I'll come in and I'll suffer with him, which is the Eucharist.